Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mostly Yoga Podcast with me, Aaron. That's my name. Uh, I'm assuming everyone has already watched the first, uh, not the first, the uh, introduction episode, episode zero. It's where I talk about uh, what this whole thing is all about. So if you, uh, you want to just go back and listen to it, it's only like five minutes long. Feel free and then come back to this one. That'll give you more context. Not that you need it. It's pretty straightforward what this is all about. Anyway. Uh, okay, first podcast ever and I'm already making a bunch of mistakes. For this episode, I interviewed Vera. Uh, Vera is the teacher and programs manager at YM Yoga Movement, where I'm working at now, teaching at now. Uh, and I set up the mic in one direction instead of bi-directional. So it only end up picking all the things she said and not anything I said. Uh, you know, it happens. Um, luckily enough, I was still able to uh, tweak all the things that I said a little bit louder so you can still hear the conversation. But it's uh, the quality is a bit fucked up. Uh, it's, you know, I try my best. Uh, sorry about that. I'm getting better. I'll get better, I promise. We were also drinking a bottle of wine, which Vera was so kind enough to bring by. Uh, so you might hear us... I don't think we... No, we weren't drunk, but you're going to hear a bit of glass clinking as I keep trying to top up her, her drink, trying to get her drunk, get her to tell me all her secrets. The main topic that we also talked about was why not everyone should be teaching yoga. Ooh, heavy stuff already in the first episode starting out real controversial uh sort of i guess i don't know and she also shares with us some tips on what makes a good teacher and what it's like starting out as a teacher as a new teacher yeah so uh interesting stuff uh without further ado adieu 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 uh here's vera enjoy okay start already (laughs) <laughs> Do you like it? It's light. It doesn't taste like champagne. It uh, doesn't taste like white wine. It tastes a bit sweet, right? Mm. Yeah. I like it. It's a bit sweet thanks for what? Picking it. Mm. Uh, thanks for inviting me to the YM office. Welcome to the YM office yes. and welcome to the glass of wine. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just dive right into it, Vera. You've been teaching yoga for a long time. Since mm. you started when you were teaching your sec um your college university university yoga club. Right? Yeah. So that was like a long time ago. Yeah, I started the club when I was in my second year, I think. And then went for teacher training, then continued to teach all the way until now, which is many, 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 many years later. Wow. Yeah. There's so, a lot, like, you, you've experienced a lot. Went through a little bit, quite a little bit, career-wise, um, in terms of different studios, what's happening in the industry, um, mostly local, but um, I think I've also heard some stuff overseas, mm. friends from overseas and like, say a few things, so kind of know what's happening in the yoga, fitness, lifestyle industry. Mm. I think it's a good place to be. If you're passionate and you're not driven just by money, money is important, but 
I think this is still an industry where if you want to earn big bucks, go somewhere else. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't think people get into the yoga business because they want to be rich. Mm. You have something to say that not a lot of people want to hear. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Maybe like, don't yes. teach yoga. Teaching yeah. yoga is not for everyone. Yes, yeah, like when when I mean I when I started this podcast, I had a few people in mind that I already wanted to talk to. You being, mm. of course, one of them with your years of experience and I'm definitely going to have you as a reoccurring guest on this podcast. Mm, thank you. But for today, um, when I told you about it and you said like you had something that you wanted to share immediately, like that one topic, which was that not a lot, not everyone can be yoga teachers. Let's, what do you elaborate on that? It sounds terrible, but I don't think it sounds I touch my heart and I feel like not everybody should be teaching mm. yeah some people I mean you can share a practice sharing your practice is great like in an informal setting but when you call yourself a yoga teacher the responsibility is there. there is responsibility associated with being a yoga teacher mm. yeah so um, it means you're responsible for the things that you say you don't just say things that you don't understand. Like if you don't understand, if you don't understand a certain Sanskrit word that you use, don't use it. Or if you don't understand what Om means, maybe don't teach your students Om. And if you don't understand why you are teaching a certain posture or a certain method, then maybe you should be practicing more before you start to teach. Do people do that? Do people like, if I don't know how to do this, I still go and teach this? And what's wrong with that? I feel like when I started teaching, I did a lot of that. Mm. Yeah. And maybe it's experience that uh, if I went back five to eight years back, maybe I would question my choice whether I would step, I would jump two feet into teaching yoga. Because I've seen so many people who went full time and then they dropped out because it was, it wasn't the life that they expected. And teaching yoga wasn't as easy as they thought. That's for sure true, coming from me as well. <laughs> I I did feel a bit like okay lah, like you 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 just take this yoga teacher training, mm. you work like maybe two four hours a week a day, and mm. then you can like earn money and all that. But then it is hard. Like teaching yoga is hard, you know. Yeah. But why do you think people have that misconception? I think it's a hype. Uh, it is a fad where yoga is cool, it's sexy, it's easy to get a teacher training set. It's mm. so easy. You that's true. go to any studio that's a yoga teacher training, you pay $4,000 and you get a set. And everybody passes. This is why we started yoga movement teacher training. And we said that not everybody's gonna pass. If you cannot fulfill the minimum and we don't feel confident of putting you out there to teach a class, we are not gonna give you a set. And I feel like the industry needs to hold it is standard, which is really difficult because from a business point of view, you still want to fill the classes. You still need people to pass. Otherwise, who's going to come to your training, right? So from a business point of view, it is hard. But I think there's a there's a minimum standard that needs to be, needs to be fulfilled. Met, uh, yeah, yeah, it needs to be met. Yeah. And how does YMTT fulfill that criteria? Okay, so we always say that you should never say things that you don't understand. Right, so everything that I say in class comes from a place of I've done this myself, I know exactly what I'm telling you. If uh, I have experienced this myself, that's why I tell you, I tell you the breath is so important because I have experienced it in my own practice. I'm not someone who comes in and go like, ah, oh, you should breathe deeply because my teacher says so. 
You know, it's you not that kind. It, yes, you have to come from a really authentic and genuine place. And how many people living in this country, living in a busy city, can say like meditation is part of my practice, mm. right? So yoga movement takes that away. So it's very easy where you can just go in and say, okay, we focus on asanas, we focus on the physical practice. We don't talk about, um, we mostly don't talk about other things except the asanas. So asanas is a lot, very a lot more a lot easier for people to pick up because it's so tangible. Physical, yeah. yeah, tangible things is easy to pick up. But once you start adding the spiritual element, the philosophy, the chakras, the chanting, then it gets really really deep. And how many of us are so deep? After teaching for so many years, I'm not there yet. And if you just started practicing six months ago or one year ago, and you just got your teacher training. I don't think many people have that depth in their practice yet. Mm. Yeah, so unless you really have it and you really practice it, then otherwise, don't teach it. That's a good point, because I feel that the good teachers that I know of are the ones that have been practicing for like five, ten years, and then they take their TT. Versus mm. the ones that practice one, two years, then they take it. Mm. There's a difference, uh, because like. I don't think that the 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 two hundred hours is enough. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. It is what your the experience of your practice is what adds on to your TT. Yes. The TT sort of is just the driving license. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you it's a driving, driving license. license yes. You can drive. Or like another way I like to put it is your university, uh, your bachelor's degree, oh. right? Is a one foot into the door where it helps you get a job. But at least that is still more. Like there's more criteria to get into college than TT. Mm. TT, you just need money, and yes. like they'll say like, okay, uh, you need at least six months of practice. Some people, I, I, when I did my TT, there was a guy who never done yoga before. He was mm. just there, and like you know those, angmos, they want to like they travel <laughs> around. They like, oh, okay, this sounds cool. I'm just gonna like, hippie it and like do this, and like he's never done yoga before, and he mm. just wants to do it. So like, yeah. when he passed, which yeah. he did, he's a nice guy. Mm. But he can. He's officially qualified to teach, qualified right? To teach. It's scary. He's never done a class before this TT. But okay, if if he did really really well at his TT, maybe it's okay. Yeah, but that still doesn't like you. Still have to have some experience, you know, mm. breath, um, postures, alignment, even down to the like it as as physical aside. There is the philosophy. Mm. Um, whether you understand what the Bumula Banda, the, mm. the Uyana, all this means and how to engage it. Because uh, like, even now I may not be, I may not be sure how am I even engaging my Mula Banda, you mm. know, what's, what's happening. So I don't think this is something that 200 hours can encompass. But then that is the problem. How are you going to produce good teachers with this criteria? And is there a better way to do it, you know? Because there are some things that like yoga diploma, you know, you study yeah. two years. But then that is like, who who will want to waste two years? Exactly. Like, so yeah, exactly. So you know, if you wouldn't go and do a yoga diploma two years because the ROI is not there, mm. the returns are not high enough. Then uh, YTT you do four, a lot of people have four thousand dollars to throw, right? So you just throw the four thousand dollars. Let's say you come out and you go like, you want to teach. You can easily earn back at 4k. So, but if you put in like tens of thousands of dollars and two years of your life into getting a diploma, 
most likely you are gonna take a really really long time to to get your cert to get your money back. And you may not even be be a good teacher after those two three years of training. Maybe maybe you it's like it's academic already, right? So it's different when you want to become an academy. I don't think I should say that that you shouldn't teach. I'm just saying that. You need to know where you're coming from, cause if it's coming from a place where I want everybody to listen to me and I want, and I want people to follow what I'm saying, or like it's just cool, it's just cool to to be a yoga teacher, or it's an easy life. You know, it's so much easier than corporate job. I don't want to work a corporate job anymore, so I want to go and teach yoga. So I don't think that's where we should be coming from. What are some of the good qualities a yoga teacher should have? You need to really care about your students, and you need empathy. Empathy is the most important thing when you want to teach because your practice is not your students' practice. Right. If your students can do what you can do, they are not gonna come for your class. That's true. And your students, especially when you're teaching beginners, imagine people who have never done yoga before, people who have n- never really exercised most of their lives or haven't exercised for many many years. These are the people that that we are speaking to. That these are the people that we are introducing yoga to. So that's why I say that the responsibility you have the responsibility to make sure that these people are taken care of, and it starts from empathy. If you didn't empathize with how much they will struggle in their first yoga class and how scary it is to even step into this foreign oh, that's place, true. it is scary. It is very scary, especially okay. Let's say you are you are in your forties, fifties, sixties. And you go into a place where all these young people, people in expensive Lululemon clothes, tight yoga pants, looking super good, it's super intimidating. Yeah, I remember when I went. Actually, I don't. I didn't feel as intimidated, but I was aware of my mm. like, this is in my space. Mm. This is a, a a lot of a female dominated environment. I'm being judged, or I yes. can't do this, or I can't do that. And then, yeah. as a guy, also it's very emasculating sometimes. Mm. Or you feel like your ego is threatened. Yeah. You know, the girl can do the, the handstand. I can't even do a proper chaturanga. Yeah. you right? Yeah. So you all, do feel all this. But that's the teacher's, that's where the teacher is so important to say that it doesn't matter. Mm. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your neighbor can do. It doesn't matter what you can do now. All that matters is that why are you here? And why are you doing this for yourself? And I hold a space for you. And I understand where you're coming from, and I empathize that it's hard, and you need to let your student know that that you are fine, you are doing just fine. I think after practicing yoga for a long time, these things will be known to you, as a as a yogi. You understand that like there's non judgment, non judgment. You go there, it's your own practice. If you don't feel like doing this, you don't do it. You can do handstand today. You cannot do handstand tomorrow. That's fine. But as a beginner, as someone who or if anybody that comes from a sports, like if you do any sports from mm. outside, you come in, there is a competitive nature. Mm. Is, uh, yes. I must do more to get It doesn't even need to be a sport. You yoga just need to be a human living in a city. Yoga is not a sport. Yoga yeah. is uh, much more. It is a lifestyle, mm. right? And there is some, the philosophies behind it, like the, 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 the how you don't really compete, it's on your own practice. And how do you think the teacher is able to convey all this in a class where it's already half being filled or 90% being filled with cues, physical cues, directional cues? How can they insert these little things to, to remind students that what yoga really is about? 
How do you do it? I mean, eye contact and smiles. You need to look at your student. I have seen so many teachers who teach. I don't know whether you are guilty of it. <laughs> eye contact is so important to acknowledge a person, another human being, looking into that person's eye and smiling when that person is struggling is very, very, very helpful. Mm, I don't do it not because I'm, I'm not like empathetic, but it's more of like I don't want to draw attention. I don't want to like look at you. Oh, what mm. you doing? Like you know, like if I I will scan the room. I'll look at them, but not at their eyes. I'll look at okay, this person's knee is past the the ankle. I'll go there and do something, but I won't look at them to not draw awareness to them. But your students will look at you. Yes. Especially when they're new, they'll be looking all over the place mm-hmm. and just like making sure that they just want to know that they're okay mm. and they are not doing anything wrong. So you would re- you would say look at them and, and like acknowledge their, yeah. their confusion or their... Yeah, like if, if that person looks like they're struggling, look at them and tell them that if you need to rest, you can rest. Okay. Or keep trying, you are getting there. Yeah, I feel like we don't give enough eye contact in class. I'm not saying that you're going to stare at every single person, but when you see somebody look up and look at you, then just look back at that person and okay. and just acknowledge that that person is doing something, maybe doing something good, maybe that person is struggling, and you can just give that person a smile, that empathetic smile, and that, that will really, really make your students feel like, okay, at least maybe I cannot do half the class, but at least the teacher cares about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are some bad qualities? Oh, wait. What other good qualities are there? Of course you need to. Okay, so it's like building a house, right? You need to have a foundation first. Your foundation would be your own practice, um, how well you understand the things that you're teaching, your, definitely your asanas, your alignment, um, how to breathe, and how to communicate. Yeah, all that comes yeah. experiment, experience, teaching, going for trainings. Blah, yeah, blah. those are the minimum, minimum, minimum expectations. You must have those, otherwise you will crumble. So you must have those. And then the second layer would be like the pain on the wall, right? Where you um, have a little bit more personality, where you communicate well, you can communicate what you want to teach. And that's a communication part. And then the next layer will be um, a little bit more of an X factor, where you can hold that space and space. and finding that balance between talking and silence. I think a lot of us are very uncomfortable with silence, especially when we are new. I only started to slow down when I went for my second teacher training, and that was after a few years of teaching. Then that was when I realized that talking way too much I need to slow down and I need to I need to ground myself a bit more so that was after a few years of teaching yeah I think I've been feeling this way uh, recently because like you know I was, I've I've been tweaking my basics sequence like for, for beginners class and then like I would the first I think the first time I taught it it was I was it was finished in like way faster mm. like I planned an hour sequence but I finished it first faster mm. and then the, the second time I did it I was more familiar with the sequence and then I ended up not using one part of it okay. so let's say I have five segments Yeah. the first time I did it I used all five still got a lot of time mm. the second time I do four, four and, then and then still got no more time, no more time yeah. so there is something like important about slowing down mm. about 
making people hold the postures, especially mm. for beginners. If you flow too fast, they don't. They cannot they don't catch up at all. They don't know. Um, they didn't have time to learn how it feels like in yeah. a low lunge, and before you, they even get oh, okay. Uh, okay, I like yeah, it. and you already move to the next yeah. one. Yes. As a new teacher, what I faced was that like okay, I have five cues for low lunge. Get into his right foot, step forward, lower back knee, low mm. lunge. Cue number one, cue number two, cue number three, and we move on. Mm. Then afterwards, I, I started to like, okay, have a bit more like you breathe, feel what you feel, mm. make sure that this, make sure that that, maybe, so now I have five cues for the same pose. Mm. And then the five cues must times five more for the left side, because mm. you can't sort of repeat, mm. or I, I don't really like to repeat. And then that will add on a few more seconds. But then besides queuing, besides having more cues, there's only so much cues you can give for one pose. Mm. What else can you do to quote unquote fill in the time to allow them more time to stay in that pose? Is that a question? Yes. yes yeah. <laughs> like maybe talk about why they are doing that. Like low lunge, you stretch your hip flexors and why is it important to stretch your hip flexors? Because we're sitting down all day and it shortens our hip flexors and when the hip flexors are, sh- are shortened, it affects our postures. So why is it important to have good posture? Having good posture, of course, it prevents you from getting like lower back pain, helps you to breathe better and all these kind of benefits that, that they will be able to identify with. So these are the things that I think will add value to your classes. And uh, what else can you say to fill the space? Sometimes you don't need to talk. Sometimes you just need to go around and adjust people and to just step step out of the picture and just let them be. Let them have their own space. But you need to find you need to feel your class. You need to yeah. feel your class and be able to react to your class. So Oh, I had another point about uh, what makes a good yoga teacher is where you are able to respond to your students rather than force your sequence down your throat. Because when we first start, we will always uh, plan our classes, we will plan down to uh, each minute, this is what I'm going to be doing. Which is what I did last time. I had like a timer, five minutes, got to go to... It is very stressful. Yes. Very, very stressful for the teacher. So uh, a good teacher will be able to respond. Yeah. So... Okay, so my latest example would be my level ups, which is like the two hour workshops. So I used to always plan every single thing that I'm gonna be doing. So when I did my last workshop, my last level up, I didn't wanna plan anything at all. Mm. Oh, now you're drinking the wine. <laughs> I'm for you. Yeah, so I didn't wanna plan my level up at all because I wanted to give myself space to respond. I didn't so want to. I only had five pick pauses. I said, I'm going to hit this five. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to see what my students need and I'm going to respond accordingly. And if I cannot hit five, it's fine. Uh-huh. If I need to steer away from the five and do something else, I will do that. But as much as I can, I'm going to see how I can lead them into the five pick postures and get as many people into the pick postures as I possible. I think eventually I would like to be able to wing it as well. But that's with experience. That's so with hard. a lot of years right. of experience. I, I can't do that now. I still have to go back and yeah. go, oh, okay, this is what's happening next. It's always good to be prepared. Yeah, it's yeah. good to be prepared. But then like, it's a lot of work. Like, mm. people don't understand how hard yoga, teaching yoga is that I have to, um, first of all, I have to be familiar with all the, pe- the, all the poses, mm. all the cues. I have to remember the sequence. And then every different class, a different sequence. Every different 
class as different people who have with different uh, levels of uh, practice. Mm. And then maybe today I wake up, I'm tired. I'm, mm. I can't bore if I. That's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. you have to power through all that mm. emotionally, physically. Yeah. Because your job as the teacher is not only to direct them how to get from point A to point B, but you also really need to hold space. And this idea or this the words holding space is very abstract. Mm, yes. But it is so important. I feel like it's very important because anybody can just say cues. Yeah, you might as well put a robot in class and the robot teach your class. Yes, there is a difference between watching a yoga class on YouTube or like like yoga glow or whatever and being in class. Mm. There is presence. There is um, there's the, a human the element. There's a human element also. So if you people think like okay, it's just how fancy my words are. But then if you don't deliver them well or or you are delivering them to the wrong person or mm. in the wrong language to them, people won't yeah. be able to relate and yes. like, okay, you suck or you're whatever. But yes. that doesn't and, and and that also doesn't make mean that you're a bad teacher. It mm. just means that that person doesn't resonate with your style. Mm. Right? So then there's a lot of um it's a journey la, teaching. You go through this like self um Yes, or you feel like you're being put on. Everyone's watching yes. and judging you. Yeah, this is a, a performance, uh, essentially, and people are looking at you. It is a little bit like a performance, cause when you're performing, you can't bring your shit into mm. onto stage, on. right? Yeah, and you have to be. Let's say you're an actor, you have to put on your hat. Right, you have to put on your character. You can't true, just yeah. walk in as yourself. So, teaching yoga is to a certain extent. Um, a performance but of course having your being authentic is also really important mm. which is a, a nice blend of a performance where you hold yourself you present yourself well but also being yourself mm. yeah which which might not be easy it might be challenging but that's also good because you have space to to be authentic to be real mm. yeah that's and you true. don't need to put on a fake friend that you are not People do though. People I guess tell. when you first start teaching, you need to you need to fake it until you make it. I always told myself to fake it until I make it when I first started teaching, cause I was so scared. I was so scared, and the classes were so big, so I just go out, breathe, and meditate for a while, and then once yes. I step in, you just have to you smile, feel, yeah. look at people, don't freak out. How yeah. was your first class like? My first class, okay, I can I can very very clearly remember my first class in a yoga studio. So not the ones I was teaching in school, but a first proper job that I got, where I signed a contract and it was, um, it was a full time contract. It was my full time job after I graduated from school, which my parents, mm. were like, oh no, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, so it was my first class I was covering it was a random Saturday Saturday morning and you know how crowded Saturday morning classes get yeah so it was at this studio which no longer exists I think there were like 40 people in a class what class was it? I cannot remember what class it was but I remember the first breath that everybody took blew my mind we did cat cow so I probably was one of those teachers that just went in and then like, Hi, this is me, my name is Vera, and we are going to be doing this class today. Any injuries, first-timers? And then, okay, uh, let's start seated, take a few breaths, and then we go into cat-cow, that kind of thing. That's so, the first inhale into cow pose, I was like, 
why would everybody listen to me? First thing was, why would everybody listen to me? Second thing is that when everybody breathes together, it's amazing. Yeah, so these were the two things that I felt for my first class. And it was it was a big class. I was super scared. And yeah. I was super scared that I was screwed up. And I screwed up many, many classes. And and like obviously not intentionally, but like I screwed up many, many classes. So I when I when I train teachers, um, sometimes I see myself in them. Sometimes I go into a class and I see the teacher making all the mistakes that I have made before. Which makes me feel like this is a place that you start, but that doesn't mean that you're gonna be like that forever. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my first class. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How was your first class? Mm. My first class at MP was, again, like I planned the one hour sequence, finished it in half an hour, I don't know what to do already. So what do you do? So I just did like a uh, step back, white like a fall, fall, come back, step back. And you <laughs> feel like a, a fake, right? I feel like I felt like I was wasting that like I can't yeah. for this or like I yeah. this is like paying customer already. yes like and you feel like you're wasting everyone's yeah. time and then like at the end I was like demoing the pose then I it was Birds of Paradise week at, at MP mm. and I was doing it and I keep like I can't find my balance because I'm scared and then like I would put yes. it up and then like you know people can see like this guy yeah. like, you, know, you know what you're talking about I can oh, feel no. that and then like um, a few of my friends were there and and uh, they were like being nice to hold space for me, like just like looking attentively and like laughing at my jokes and all that. But I could feel like, like oh no, I'm losing the crowd, you know. And then I did like a, a ela- I planned that elaborate sequence, very nice one. But then I couldn't execute it well enough. And mm. I spin people around, and some people face the wall, some people face the front. I don't know how to recover. <laughs> then I was like, okay, now I really stand to the front. Like, oh yeah. So, um, but it happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, you learn lah. Like, yeah. I don't dare to really spin. You, yeah. Or I spin in one direction. <laughs> I spin one time, then I spin back and come back. Yeah. Straight. Yeah, don't make it so complicated. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. That's why I always... Um, I used to do that where I'll do crazy things on one side, very exciting sequence on the right side, then I forget yeah, everything. Yeah, then I cannot repeat it on the left. Like, oh my god I can't even remember the first pose I can't remember the first pose that I did on the right side and then I cannot go through the left that was what happened when I first started teaching my, my first first year and I was like okay I'm just gonna cut my sequence so short that I there's no way I can forget it so I did three poses on one side and three poses on the other side yeah and the mandala style where you turn it's like so complicated. But <laughs> so, I mean, can re- there's a way to remember, like yeah, keep facing right or something. Like that. Correct. I just got to find the logic, yeah. but like there's so many things to think about. It you got to think about where to turn yeah. and all these things. Even like yeah. like, like say I I tell myself always step right foot forward, mm. start with right then left, right then left, right. But then like um if you do stuff like um you know the open open shoulder opening mm. and you thread the right hand through. Yeah. So the left hand is on the ground, but then the right hand is through. That's that like you go in like wrong side again or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. ways to to, to, to yeah. someone or you do twisting or, or like yeah it's, it's mm. very complicated but it, again it comes with experience comes with just drilling mm. the same thing over and over again yeah it's not easy lah <laughs> but it's interesting to hear your mandala and <laughs> paradise story yeah well, tell it. <laughs> oh my okay so that was my first class 
and then at night was my community class, mm. which is, it should be community class. So then, yeah. But my con class was much better because I had planned. I took like months to plan one class. Yeah. I learned everything. I learned all the cues. I remembered it. I tried to remember. I had my book. Mm. Then I was. I remember what to say in the during the people's part. Mm. So it was well, but I was just focused on me. I wasn't looking in the room. I was just okay. What's next? Yeah. This. Okay. Uh, now now this. I didn't. I don't know who is in front of me. I also don't know. <laughs> you know. And then. Uh, so I wasn't looking at the room, uh, but it's. I mean, it went well. Mm. The people that attended the class were half of them were friends, and it's free. So like, I don't feel bad if it's a, a terrible class. So there was less weight on me, and True. I thought I did well because I had months to plan for this class, one class. Man. Yeah. And then at the next week, I started teaching. Yeah, I had to plan so many different classes. Yeah. I was like, I had a job. I had to plan different classes, yeah. different poses. Um, you know, and I took so long to plan one class. How was I gonna plan like three, mm. four classes a week? Luckily, you don't need to sync your class to music and beats. Can <laughs> you imagine? I mean, yeah, I, I had music, but I would go there and like, okay, I'll put it like opening. And after that, I had to switch to uh, the middle and then closing. So I had to go and keep mm. changing songs. So the music would keep like interrupting. Right. You were like, so you should make just a playlist. Yeah, but then I I, I, I didn't like. You don't have time to do yeah. it, I guess. The playlist takes quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. The first training that I did in fitness was like a group exercise instructor set. So that was aerobics. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like uh, aerobics where you have to match your, your choreo to the beats. And you have to come up with the entire playlist yourself. And you have to come up with the entire choreograph. Remember the entire one hour of choreograph. And think ahead of the music. And be able to cue people to the right time and the right beat. It's like Zumba. Mm. Right. And that was so hard. Because you have to time it along to the music. Right? Yeah, so I think yoga teachers, maybe we have it a bit easier. Because we don't need to time things to the music. You don't have time Good things and bad, to Because you still have to plan the thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah but I find teaching yoga a lot easier than, than like maybe spin. You have to do spin. Yes, like we don't even need to do the thing. Maybe this is why everybody wants to teach yoga because it's so much easier. Like easier with like. Yeah, but then that's not. It's not. It's easy in that way, but it's not easy in the other way. You know. What is the other way? Which is like having to plan the sequence, having to um, like say for spin class, it's just the same thing over and over again, right? I've I've never been to a spin class. Maybe you should go. I never want to do this because I hate cycling. <laughs> my knees are shit. Um, there are some spin instructors that come to my class or come to like, mm. like, like you know, yoga. I meet them. And then like, hey, I don't mind. I want to try their class because, you know, mm. they come to my class. But then like, uh, I mean, unless I'm like really bored. Or, like, but it's kind of fun. Is it? I'll try yeah. once. And then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go you know, once. Go once. Just go oh, once. Should I? Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure we're done. It is hard. It is intense. But it's just like what? What's so? It's just cycling on a spot, uh, music, and then like you stand up and you. Yeah. That's it. What? That's what I thought as well. Then I went to a class, and then you have the lights are dark, so nobody yeah. can see you. And you can do stupid shit on the bike. Fall off your bike, nobody will know <laughs> that kind of stuff. And I think it's the it's the energy that the instructor brings yeah. up. So imagine. You have to do the thing. Yes, and then do the like, thing. Come on, guys. And three, yes. Two, Five times a day. Or, or you cannot fake it. You you need to be really, really, really fake. Yeah. yeah, really, really fit. 
Yeah, I think that is hard. Let's bring it back. What other good qualities? Let's say we had we, we touched on holding space, mm. on um, empathy, 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 eye contact. What other good qualities? You need to be responsible and not anyhow cancel your classes. Okay. You need to be responsible and okay. A lot of studios will cancel classes when teachers are sick. Or like I've also seen like things where not here, not in Singapore, but other places where this person will go like, oh, I've been working so hard for the last one month. I need to take a break, so I'm closing the studio for one week. You know, you, that kind of stuff. Okay. It is irresponsible because your students' practice depends on you. Right, if you are not teaching, they cannot practice, and maybe they don't know how to practice on their own. Right, that's why they come to your class, and you cannot just cancel all your classes randomly. Where do you expect your students to go? You cannot anyhow close your studio. So the first studio that I worked at, I was working there for six months, and they shut the doors, and they didn't tell anyone. They were selling packages for real cheap, one dollar a class. What? Yeah. Fine, yeah. Exactly, but you can't sustain it right in yeah. the center of the city, prime location, big space. How's it possible? One dollar class. Yeah, because they were they were bankrupt already. They were going bust. So, in a desperate measure, they sold it for one dollar class kind of stuff. How did they pay you? Like so, we did not get paid. Oh, so they yes, yes. So that's being irresponsible. So as a yoga teacher or as a business owner, actually. You you need to be super responsible. You can't just cancel your classes, especially when you're freelancing, and you have private clients. You cannot anyhow cancel on your private clients. I get what you mean. I can understand. But what if there's a circumstance that you really are sick? Yeah. So if you really may cannot, then fine. But as much as you can, you should you should try if, your best to be there. Let's say if you viewed yoga as a as less of an exercise, but more of an art form. Mm. Okay. And if you ask the artist to paint for you something, mm. but then the artist got no mood, got no creativity that day, do you still force him to paint, and then he comes up with like a, a lousier paint job, mm. or do you like you know what you, you go relax, you enjoy yourself first, you go get a massage, and then like one way later you come back and paint something really good for me? What do you think about that? A job is a job. Mm, that's true. Especially if you're working for someone else, if you're working for yourself. That's true. Yeah. Um, or I guess if you're working for yourself, that's your own prerogative. But still, you are responsible for your students. You are a teacher. You're not. You're not just a. You're okay. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that artists are yeah, not, not important. Academic, yeah, but artists work on a different, a different way. They are not responsible for your day. That's true. But as a yoga teacher, you are the highlight of somebody's day. If somebody had a shit day at work at the end of the work day, seven o'clock, they go to your class. They spend the whole day looking forward to your class. If I was a student and then my teacher told me like, oh yeah, I think I cannot teach you today. Yeah, cancel the whole class. Yeah, I would be like. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's not nice. It's like cancelling on your friend. Yeah. You know, and then over like something dumb lah. If you're sick, okay. Yeah. If you're really sick, then fine. If you like, you got no mood to teach, then or you think you're just tired. Oh, what if you have no mood to teach, and then you still have to teach, but then you half-ass it. You as don't half-ass it. You cannot half-ass yeah. it. I don't think you can. How do you half-ass yoga? How do you as an as a teacher? You can. How? Like as in just. You can use your phone doing shavasana. Ooh. Oh. Hey. That's. Have you seen? No, because I always have my eyes closed. Eh? Mm. But I. Like even in Zen or mm. like stretch or this kind of classes, right? 
I don't use my phone because cannot. But I know people are like nobody can see you. But there's just something that you're not there. You're yeah. not present. Yes. You're not. They are giving you energy. You have to give them energy. And then by using that phone, you put a wall. Exactly, and your ma- your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. So when you teach, it should always be hundred yeah, percent for yeah, the yeah. entire hour or ninety minutes or however long your class is. You're mm. there. You're just there for that one single purpose, and that's what yoga is about, right? That's what mindfulness is about. Be present. Yeah, focus on one thing and yeah. one thing only. Oh. Yeah, then if you can't even do that, then you probably shouldn't be teaching. So this is why I say that not everybody should be teaching. If you can't do that, don't teach. Okay. Now I guess we can move on to the negative things about what a yoga teacher would have. The one first one being lack of empathy, mm. lack of presence, lack of responsibility. I guess whatever that's opposite of the positives. Uh, anything else? Um, I think we always have things to work on. Mm. Yeah. Bad like age. for myself, I'm very serious in class and maybe I shouldn't be so serious. I don't find you. I don't think the word is serious. I think that you take it you take teaching seriously, and mm. you enforce it in a way where it's like, don't play around in my class. Like you, you, you know, like practice the yoga, and listen to my cues. I don't think you're serious. As compared to I more. really like those teachers who can, no, create some jokes in between, and it's really genuine. It's really yeah. real. I cannot. I don't know why I cannot. I have tried so many like times. Oh, you cannot personally. I cannot. I cannot. Uh. I cannot make jokes in class unless it's genuine. Uh-huh. You know, have you seen like people who can make jokes in class, and it's very consistent right. and it's very genuine. And but it, and it bounce, it's like it's bouncing off the room. Like um, you're not you you know that you didn't plan it. Yeah. Before. Yes. Like something happened and you made a joke about it. Yes. Like, so everybody. sometimes I have that, but I guess it happens very 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 rarely, mm. and I hope that it happens more often. And I can react to things happening in class in that way more Which often. Which comes from being present to Zola. Yeah. 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 But I can be very present and acknowledge one thing, and I cannot make a joke out of it. That's fine. Different people have their own styles, I guess. Yeah, I really like those teachers who they know their technique really, really well. They cue really well. They teach really well, and they bring their personality into class. And maybe sometimes you have some like humor, a little bit of humor, not too much. I hate it when people make jokes most of the time. But there were some teachers that that I attended their classes, like from YM as well. Where I went to their classes and they made me laugh. And to make me laugh in class is really hard. And I want to be those people who can make me laugh in class. Mm. Yeah. So I'm not actively working on that because I don't feel like it is. It is in my personality. Uh-huh. Like even when we have this conversation, I don't like make many jokes. I you do they? I feel like. Was it? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> you're not like shooting out jokes like that, but like, I feel like who you are now, um, socially, conversational wise, you can definitely. It shows in your class, what, right? I don't think this is serious. Yeah, so like this is very like my class style. Yeah. Which is not serious at all. Yeah, maybe serious is not a word. Like you're not the first person to say this, yeah, but I don't know how else to put it. Maybe it's all in here. Maybe it's all in your mind. Maybe it's my head. I don't think I don't see you as a uh, serious. I'm a serious person. Like I have the serious <laughs> vibe. My face is already. What? But your jokes are funny. <laughs> yeah, so so it's, it's different lah. Any yeah. other bad qualities? Um, not really. Out. I think it's like it boils down to character. I guess so. You just have to be a responsible human being. 
if you're a me, if you're a good person, yeah, you do translate. Yeah, give a shit about people. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 all. It's strange, like I do. I have met yoga teachers who don't just who don't care about people. Ah, another thing: do not teach because of yourself. That's a terrible teacher. Mm, I know what you mean. Uh, let's elaborate. Okay, yoga teachers need money to survive. That's one thing. Okay, that's that's fine. That's a give and take. Um, in terms of energy, where you give her energy, you need to receive back energy. Right. That's fine. When it's all about you, 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 I ask you to do this, you do this, um, and you cannot do is your fault, not my fault. Yeah, or you, or like things like, I was just having this conversation with somebody today that rock star teachers. I know teachers with very very big followings who are very very humble down to earth. Yes. I also have seen. The opposite. Yeah, the opposite Yes I know what you mean When you have such a big following It's very difficult to stay grounded Yeah because it gets to your head Yes And the people that go to your class Are like They expect a certain level Yes But then You still have to Cater to everybody Yes And everybody loves you yeah. Everybody's following you Everybody loves me Everybody wants a piece of me Everybody wants to see me Everybody wants to come to my class You know when When that happens It's very very difficult To stay grounded so at the end of the day, it comes back to your own practice, to your own, especially meditation practice, where you need to always come back to gratitude, come back to your own meditation practice, and remembering why you are teaching, and being empathetic to your students. I would like to talk to you about meditation at another time. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be like a whole new topic, mm. and you've been doing a lot of that you've been studying a lot of that as well right I've been trying trying my yeah. best uh, really really difficult yeah. but the best thing that I found for myself meditation yeah. is harder than for sure yeah people don't think it is on paper because you're not doing it yes it looks lame yeah. it's not it's not sexy yeah. and fancy yeah I guess it gives the illusion of being uh, in control of your situation oh yeah you tell people yeah I meditate I do yoga I have I know people who go like no lah don't need to meditate I'm perfectly fine. That's that's how you know you need to meditate. Really? Okay, so my question is, are there people who really don't need to meditate and they are perfectly fine? Hmm. Okay, maybe. Just like how people who are not don't have a lot of money but they're happy. Yeah, maybe us, yeah. Like, oh, you need money to be happy. It's the yeah. same idea. It's like you need meditation to be sane or whatever. Yeah. Be grounded. But if I'm, I'm really. Yeah, you're already grounded and sane, exactly. Yeah. So because we are not grounded, we are not sane, that's why we need meditation. Because meditation is part of. Yeah. It's part of it, what? Yeah. Breathing is. Me- if I'm in warrior tree mm. and I'm focusing on a point, I'm. Meditating. Mm. Yeah. You know, I have to have nothing in my mind to be able to stay in that pose. Yeah. And people always think that meditating means emptying your head, not thinking about anything. But your brain is supposed to think. Your brain is made to think and there will always be thoughts and there should be thoughts. So then what is, in one, like, the simplest way to define meditation, what would it be? Meditation is just thinking about one thing and that one thing only. And that one thing is? Anything. It can be your breath, which is the easiest because it's always with you. It can be a painting. So meditation goes down to like one single spot of a painting. So you can think about concentration as uh, concentrating your awareness to the entire painting. It's like a dog on a leash where the dog can run within only within yeah. that, that circumference, that radius of the leash. 
right? And then meditation goes to the point where you narrow down so much to the point where if you're looking at a picture, you only focus on maybe that single point of maybe Buddha's foot in the picture. That's meditation. And then finally, Samadhi, right? The last stage where you get enlightenment. That's that's where you like become one with whatever you're meditating with. For me, like I think meditation is about emptying your mind, but in a metaphorical sense. Yes. Because by thinking of that one thing, you end up just thinking of nothing. Mm. You know, if you think of that one dot, you can clear everything out. Everything becomes it becomes nothing. Already. Yeah. It becomes just like it's everything's all blurred. You have more control over uh, just in that stillness. Mm. I feel. I like meditating. I should do it more. We all Try. should. Yeah. I think I do it like I like to do it before I sleep. Helps mm. me sleep like well, like you know, rested yeah. sleep. I try and do it in the mornings if I have time to just center myself. I had one um, YMTD student that day when I was talking about meditation and I was giving the illustration of how yoga is basically controlling the fluctuations of our mind, right? So I was saying that it's like a lick where if you're throwing a lot of pebbles in your legs and this is what Patanjali says there's a lot of ripples there's a lot of ripples and that's like your mind your mind is like the lake where there's a lot of things coming in there's so much mess you can't see to the bottom of the lake which is like at the end of the day what your essence is but when you stop throwing pebbles into the lake then you can the lake steals and you can see right through right to the bottom of the lake and you can see what's inside it's very clear and you have clear perspective Yes. Yeah, so that's and what you. Patanjali says in his Yoga Sutras. And that's what this student said, but I feel like it is about letting go. It's about letting go of my thoughts, about letting go of things. I see where he's coming from because, and it makes sense, you do need to be willing to let go of the pebbles. You need to be willing to stop throwing the pebbles and let go of that before you can calm everything down. Yes, and that right. letting go of... Yes. Someone calling you, dung. you got yeah. emails, dung. Correct. And I was just talking to one of our, uh, some of our um, um, teachers this morning and somebody who's mocking. But she was saying that I have friends who I, I put them, like six of them in a class and I'm trying to teach them a yoga class. And I said, sit down and close your eyes. And I close my eyes. When I open my eyes, all of them were looking all over the place. So they were like, I cannot close my eyes. When I close my eyes, it's like crazy. So many things happening in my head. So I cannot close my eyes. People like that have trouble being like in, in their own skin by themselves, you know, because they have to force themselves to face their own demons. Yeah. They cannot, they need to find distraction. They look at their phone, they, 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 they turn to the bottle or like they just, dis- they need distractions. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, everybody knows people like that where they have something that they're not facing. Mm. And I think people, we all do have yeah, something that we don't want to face. Meditation helps us not really, it doesn't cure us of it. Mm. It just gives us a better way of handling it, mm. right? The issues will always be there. Our yeah. insecurities will always be there. Yeah, and I think, I guess you also realise that it is not as bad as you think. Mm. Actually, it's just feelings. It's just yeah. a lot of feelings. It's all in your mind, like yeah. um, judgment or, or in, insecurities are often like, Nobody cares. It's just mm. you who are insecure about whatever you're insecure about. Yeah. But I think in this day and age, there is a real uh, concern about Maybe. being available all the time. That's true. Especially at work. When you have you when you are contactable everywhere, no matter where you go in the world, and uh, it's so competitive. And living here, 
is expensive. You need to earn a lot of money. There's a lot of expectations on ourselves. So I guess that's where a lot of people are coming from. But if you can find a balance, that'd be great. Yes. Um, advice to give to new teachers. Um, cut the crap. Ooh, that's good. Cut the crap. Like, don't talk about all the fluff. Just go straight to the point. What do you want your students to do? Right. You don't need fancy metaphors. You don't need creative sequences. Just do the post. There is something in um, just doing some, doing the basics. Mm. No need to do your fans. Yeah. Just stick to the sun. This is not a circus. Just but do. People feel that they need. Like I, I went through that stage. So we all do. We all special. did. Yes. I need to do some fancy sequence yeah. that I couldn't. Uh, Remember, teacher properly, <laughs> or like it just wasn't my style, mm. you know. And then like it became like it was peak, it peak all the way. Wow, wow it's so <laughs> fancy thing. Then it was just no, there was no pacing. It just didn't feel yeah. like a, a well balanced class, mm. you know, where it was ups and downs. But then like the one that I had planned was like, oh, and then, <laughs> and then like, huh? and, like it just it felt confusing, you know? and I could see the confusion on people's faces. So like you just learn from there, and then mm, like now yeah. it's just basic, simple stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, simple stuff, and the more I do it, the more cues I learn about those same poses. So yeah, and and hopefully I'll get better at them, mm. and then like maybe I'll add in one thing, like another yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah, there is no expectation for you to do like crazy stuff. Mm. Your students are not here to do crazy stuff, and you do crazy stuff, they might you might scare them away. That's true. Um, yeah, you build a reputation like like Selena is like very handstandy. Yeah, so, but she's good at it. She's good. Yeah, no, she's, she's good at it. She's authentic. That is her. That's yeah. great. But I remember the first few times when like oh no I I scared to go yeah. to the class. Yeah. Right. Then that that doesn't help Selena. Or she's built a fame uh. for it. But then like oh no I get scared. But hey, Selena is a good teacher. She go to her class. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's really good at what she does. Yeah. And she stands for that. Yeah. I so you have to stand for something, right? Yeah. And. At the start, I think a lot of us think that we need to create very, very creative sequences. We think that we need to do very, very challenging poses, but we don't. Mm. We yeah. need to do what is, what is our own style, yes. like our own voice, your own yeah. authentic. And don't say style. things like, "Oh, imagine you're painting a rainbow across the top of your head, come into your warrior oh. tool." Reach the arms yeah. towards the heavens. Towards the heavens, up. come on! No! Just reach your arms up arms to up. the sky. You can use the sky, you can use the ceiling. Uh, sometimes I like to use the sky because it's, it's a bit higher, higher and there's no limits. Yeah. Open your heart, shine your, your heart chakra. Yeah, but if you don't feel it, don't say it unless you genuinely feel like. You know, like today I use this phrase in my class. I said like melt your heart to the ground, where which I don't usually use. I don't usually say tell things in my class, but today I felt it. I felt it in the in the vibes of the class, so I said it, and it was very very natural. But when it goes, on some days I just don't feel like saying like it, and say I don't it, feel like, like just yeah. And I feel like if I say it, it's gonna it's gonna clash with the vibes of the class. There is something. Say there is something that people can tell. Whether you're mm. being true to your words, whether you're being authentic, yeah. whether you, 
this is how you sound like when you go outside of class. Yes, like when you talk like yeah. this, you should sound the same yeah. when you teach in the class. I mean, a lot of uh, people, and there's nothing wrong with it, I guess, that when, I maybe I was guilty of it as well, when I first started out, I had to have the piao piao voice. Yes. Reach the arms up, exhale, <laughs> fall forward, fingertips down to the toes, arms onto the ground. Let's try this again, step right before blah, blah. And then afterwards, it's just like, this is, this is weird. I don't sound like this. I feel weird when I say it. People can tell that it's not me. And then I just become, I, I was just like, you know, I had a bit of self-reflection. I was like, oh, okay, this, this is nonsense. Lah. And then I just sound like how I talk, right? If it's Singlish, it's Singlish. If it's not, it's not. And people believe you. Mm. Even though you don't know what you're saying, but people will, like, if you make a mistake or whatever, people will still believe people you. People forgive you, you. yes. Yeah. So there is something that people can sense. Yeah. Like whether you're like. Correct. You know? Correct, correct. I think when you are genuine, people are more forgiving. Yeah. When, they will buy into your. your the, into you. Yeah, into how authentic right? you yeah. are, yeah, and what you stand for. Mm. So I think for new teachers, they. The most important thing is to slowly find your own voice. I think personality is really, really important. But being comfortable in front of people is Takes skill really up. hard. I still freak out before class all the time. Yeah, I still do. I still do. Sometimes when I, before I sit into class, I get like, I mean, I like yeah. heart attack. I'll come half an hour earlier, I'll sit there, I'll look at my notes, I'll stare at it, but I wouldn't remember none, none of it. I have a secret that I always tell people, right, where it helped me a lot to ground myself when I was so flustered in my head. I stand outside of the door before I go in I stand there don't move I take like a few deep breaths open the door you must walk in with a big smile mm. you must walk in with a big smile and you need to make eye contact with people you don't need to make eye contact with everyone but just a few people right and then you can do your music style greet people and then when you start the class when people are getting grounded I stand and I don't move and this is a grounding technique that I learned from. I, I learned from. Guess who I learned it from? Oh, I know. <laughs> no, no uh, uh, a tarot card reader. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did I did tarot card reading a few times. Oh, person specifically said when you stand in front of a class, don't move. No, she she told me that uh, to ground yourself, you can do this. So she taught me a technique where you just stand, you imagine you're a tree, and you have roots growing down oh, through your feet, and you cannot move. Yeah, so I did that in my classes where I just stood there and I just closed my eyes and breathed with my class. That if I'm walking, then it's really mindful walking. It's like you Not feel pacing, your, uh, sorry, yeah, 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 you feel your heel touch the ground and then the sole of your foot and your toes, and it's very very mindful walking. So we bring that mind. That was my way of bringing my mindfulness into my classes and it helped me to ground myself when I was nervous or when I feel like. I cannot hold space for my students, then I do that. But most of the time, I do that before I start my class. Yeah, j- just just so that I'm not all over the place. I think I might do that. Like, that seems Yeah, like, try I, it. I pace around all the time. Yes, that's what all of us do when we are nervous. Yeah, and like, I think for me, I when I go in, I don't look at people. I go in, I close the door, I run to the to the music, I start my, my thing, my music, the, the one hour thing. And then I go to the front room, mm. and then I'm like, Okay guys, my name is Aaron, welcome to yeah. my class. Then I start. I so think- like, I sort of acknowledge only at the front, so yeah. I'm like, still like- Yes, you know, yes, yes. Hi guys, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm. I think that I'm fine with that. I don't think it's being. Rude. I don't think it's yeah, bad. It's I don't think it's bad. Like, just like have a style, have a style. Okay, nice. Okay, now I start. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about people. It doesn't matter how great your class is. If, if you don't give a shit about people, it doesn't matter at all. Mm. Yeah. And I think as long as you come from the place of I actually care about my students, I, I see every person as individuals. I don't just see it as myself teaching a class. It is another class out of like my 1,000 classes or 2,000 classes or 10,000 classes. As long as you don't see it, oh, it's just another class. And even if it went terribly, it's over. That one hour has passed. Oh, I've done so many bad classes yeah. that I walked out and I was like, shit, it was really, 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 really bad. I want to dig a hole in the ground yeah, and stick I my head inside. I so vulnerable like, after, one of, like, after like, bad classes that I've had. But as time goes on, I start to get less critical of myself. Mm. I mean, sure, I would have improved. But then like, if I still make a mistake and I would be like, man, I, this, this wasn't a good class. And mm. I acknowledge it. I don't feel bad about it as much unless it's that terrible. Mm. And then I will find a way to like, okay, how do I, what am I gonna do to fix this, or how can I make this better? Is it because of sequencing? Is it because I just see it today? Like, what, what's the issue? You know? Yeah, there will be a lot of bad classes that you teach, I guess, and or rather, there will be a lot of classes where you step out of and you feel like you did a really bad, but bad class. Don't even know sometimes. People say, yeah, yes, I had a great class. Correct, correct, like, correct. So there was one thing that I saw on Facebook where it said, uh, sometimes when you feel like the vibe of the class is just really, really bad, like like everything is going really, really badly, but you are just trying to get through your sequence. So this thing said that it is your students throwing out their and negative energy mm. and whatever that they have been carrying so out. So if anything, it's more your job to like whole space. To hold a space to let them experience whatever they're experiencing but this is when your techniques must be already good right you need to be able to get people through one post to the other post without like making people feel like hey what are you trying to say yes yeah, look you know that look it, like they're confused like yeah oh, so or like everybody looking all over the place like yeah. hey what's happening what what is this person trying to say i don't understand yeah then you've lost the, you've lost the room already yeah and that's when our confidence in you kind of drop but but you need to pick yourself back up yes yes yeah. There are times where I just couldn't save myself. Like, you know, like you just, <laughs> it just went down. And it went down and down and down and down. The more nervous I get, people look around. Yes. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, at the end of it, people were like, oh yeah, thanks, great class. Like, really? And I, like, I don't believe you. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, those were for sure at the beginning. But at the end of the day, maybe they said a good, it was a good class because they see you as a human. Maybe, yeah. And you connected with them as a hu- another human being. Mm. Not like, oh, I'm really so perfect human, I never make any mistakes. But I was also like, as the entitled Singaporean people we are, we were like, fuck, I paid money for this class and it was shit. It's your fault, you know? That, yeah. that person who exists, you know? Yes. But if, and if we let people like that like sort of mess up our game, or if we look, take that kind of feedback in a negative way, then it's on us already. We have to take that as a way to like, okay, yes, you, it was a horrible class. I'm going to get better the next mm. time. You have to do that. And it's a struggle. Yeah. It's so difficult to like, when you have a feedback like that, like, oh, fine, I don't, I don't want to teach already. It's, it's not my thing. So you go back to why you teach, right? At the end of the day, it's still why you teach. So then why do you teach? What is your... Um, I really, really love it when people who 
have not really exercised all their lives. They Start come to do yoga. Yes. And some I really love it when somebody who has no body awareness at all comes to my class and I manage to get that person through the class. And that person goes like oh, I actually yeah. can do this thing. Yeah. Like this is actually manageable, I can do this. Or somebody who has like back pain, chronic pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, whatever. And like yoga helps because a lot of this pain can be easily you can easily get rid of this pain by just doing stretches. A lot of us can. Um, not all, but a lot of us can. So so I, I like to do all these things and I see the value in all of this. And so um, I don't teach that much anymore, but now these days it's more of teacher trainings. And I find that... You still it, teach, you teach, teach teachers. Yeah, yeah. So when I teach teachers, it's a different thing where I am changing the teacher's life. Right. You know, this person want to teach, I make this person a great teacher. Or and they trans, you know, pass it and on. And they pass yeah. it on to other students. So the responsibility is even more. Yeah, the so. Is even more. Yes, this is why it's so important for me to to emphasize the importance of uh, not just technique, but also you as a human being. Like, where do you stand and where do you come from? And what are we all about? Just being giving a shit about people. And it's not about you. Mm. It's not about, oh, this is my class and I am going to tell you what to do. It's more like, yeah, I am teaching the class and it is about you. It's about the students instead. Yeah. And training teachers is, is, is really, really fun. Like training, uh, teach, teaching, teaching teacher training is a like, completely different thing where you can go as, as uh, hippie as you like. <laughs> where you can talk about meditation, uh, mindfulness, zen, philosophy, Sometimes people challenge you, which is great, and you don't get to hear it in regular classes. It helps me to learn. It helps me to learn as well. And, and I like to propagate meditation. Like everybody should just meditate. I just want to propagate meditation. Because you believe in it, right? Just like I in yoga. Totally believe yeah. it, yeah. Yoga, I don't think yoga, the physical practice of yoga is, is the answer to a lot of things. You can get rid of pains through other methods, not just yoga. But the magic of yoga is the mindfulness. Yes, I agree. Like I believe that um, even if you lack the mindfulness, by mm. being in the pose, it forces you to be mindful. Correct. Like correct. in the warrior tree, like you you cannot stay balanced if your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. So being in that pose forces the mindfulness. Yeah. Which forces the meditation. Mm. And the more you practice yoga, the more you understand that there is breath, there is ujjayi, there is focus on breath, on mind, on 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 body. Mm. And then there, then everything starts to disappear around you. There yeah. Is, just, you're in you know, a zone you're, yes, you're in flow state yeah in right? a flow state correct and then through asana then you think like hey, this flow state what is it then you start to research about it and then that could lead you to meditation so mm. I, I think asanas can lead you to can is yes 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 that's why Patanjali yes. has his eight eight limbs yeah. right and asana comes before meditation ah that's true yeah, you get your uh, meditate your your asana first and then you do your pranayama and then you do your withdrawal of senses and all that all those stuff yeah, okay, so okay. meditation is the second last stage of his eight bim. So like it's really really far down. And then which reminds me of what you're saying, like what you're saying reminds me of um the times when I was dancing. And you you cannot be thinking about other things. You have to be in the zone, you have to uh know what you're gonna do next. So it's also a flow state. But the difference is that in yoga the flow state is a lot more forgiving. It is very very forgiving where you don't need to be perfect. Yeah. At work, you maybe you need to be perfect with open and close inter- inverted commas. 
you need to be perfect in a lot of things that you do in life but not yoga you can be as imperfect and as fucked up as you want to be when you're on your mat you can be you, you can do a really really terrible pose but still get uh, the benefits of your yeah you can think like my triangle pose looks terrible and that's fine it's perfectly fine you want a triangle pose to look so nice for what True. And there is something about that where not only is it forgiving, but it also gives you, like, it's okay to... Yeah, it's okay to be uh, imperfect. Which, yeah. is, which is a refreshing thing yes. to have in a society where, like, you have to be the best, you have yeah. to be the first. You Correct. Have to be, and that's why you can see people who are not really yogis compete with, not that other people, are with themselves. Yeah. Because, uh, what, this, like, you, you can do splits. I also want to, I also want to do splits. You cannot like if I. There's always the, somebody I better cannot, than you. Yeah. So, I cannot physically compete with you because it's not in my body. The yeah. Splits right now, right? And one day maybe I can, and then there'll be someone who can put four blocks and then <laughs> split. Over splits. Yeah. So then, yeah. then what is this like? Where does it end? It will never yeah. end, and it's not supposed to end. This is not like who can lift the most weights. Yeah. I can do unbalanced, but then I cannot be flexible. Uh. So who's better? You know, there yeah. is no better. Yeah. 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 Right? And it's also that there's so much expectations that you need to be a, a good child, you need to be a good daughter, a good son, a good husband, a good wife, a good boyfriend, a good girlfriend, a good mother, a good father, a good employee, a good yoga teacher. There's so much expectation of you need to be good, 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 good. But when it comes to you on your mat, maybe one day I'm meditating and my mind is in a mess and that's okay. You know, it's that fact that you know that it is fine not to be good. You can be shit at yoga and you are still welcome here and you are still great. It's that self-love thing, right? Because if you can't do something, you feel bad about it. You beat yourself up over it. But in yoga, it gives you that space to, you can't do it and that's okay. Mm. It's That's the culture. It's okay if you cannot do it. You keep coming back. You keep doing it. One day you can. If you can never do it, that's yeah, fine. that's fine. And that gives you like okay, maybe I'm not so bad as a person. Yeah. In other aspects, and it gives you uh, a way to like rethink certain things. Yes, right? and the great thing is that it translates into other parts of yes, your life. Exactly. Yeah. If you can stay still in the posture and endure the pain mm. of being or the strain, not the pain, the strain of being in chair pose for five breaths. You can endure a lot of things. Yeah. Right? If you can breathe through holding plank, you can breathe through a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the pain. Yoga. Yeah, especially the, the endurance, the pain, the determination, the perseverance. Strength, right? Yeah. It's it's some big gym guy cannot hold uh yeah. uh, uh whatever pose. So it's not a matter of strength. Mm. It's a matter of the mind. And most of these things don't require yeah. a lot of strength, you know? Yeah. That's why yogis are, yogis are not like buff. It requires yeah. a lot of control. Yeah, control. And a lot of endurance. Endurance of the mind. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm quite finishing. <laughs> you said you would drink one <laughs> glass. <laughs> Luckily, I got a bottle. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think a lot of things that you practice on the mat can be translated into your life. Like what you said, you can hold, if you can hold that pose for like, the X number mm. of breaths that determination that you build in your head will translate into determination in other things that you do staying up late to finish a project when the deadline is coming up you don't feel like you're dying you feel like you can do this 
or like you have a goal and you want to reach that goal that perseverance and that resilience that yoga builds in you by just showing out about the, 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 the discipline to show up on the mat the determination to follow through all these things all these qualities will get built into you because you practice it right all these are qualities that can be practiced and the more you practice the, the stronger it gets and it gets translated into other things in your it's life it's a very um it's very obvious progress from yoga. Like my, let's say I cannot do splits. Mm. One year later, I can do splits. Mm. Right, my hips, my my bum is on the floor, and this physical, physically, I, I can see myself improving. So this tells me that through practice, through coming, yeah, day, I can physically get into. You this get pose. results. Yes, I can see the results. Same as everything else yeah. you do in your life. And like, yeah, exactly. It translates to everything else. Mm. So that means like if I put in effort to something else that I want to do mm. eventually I can do the thing yeah yeah so if yeah so it yoga is is an exact way to show this is possible yeah I have a few questions for you what are they controversial no um, it's something that I would ask people at the end of each podcast mm. I have a list of questions and okay. I will pick a few from this list okay you ready yes Question number one. Mm. What do you think is the biggest problem in the world today? And what should people do about it? Um, in my idealistic yogic, yogic brain, right? You know how our skin separates us? Like, this is me. Like, my skin defines where I am. Okay, yeah, okay. Right? Like, this is me. Right, everything is within the skin. And then this table that I'm touching now, it's not me. Because if like I like my if the table grows on me then it's me. But in a very abstract way, what if we can think of ourselves as we are connected to everything in the world? Where I'm connected to this table, I'm connected to this glass, I'm connected to my f- to, to my bottle and I give a shit about everything as much as I care about myself then what if we can expand this on a global level because there's so much tension going around in the entire world politically especially like that's that's my biggest concern I like I, I'm like I think there's gonna be a war that's gonna be happening <laughs> and I, I don't want it to happen and it is because of the ego of men in power um, making bad decisions based on not for the good of people but because it's the you and me thing yeah. where I am like, not you I don't care about you because I only yeah, care about myself if it's politics it is that one person that represents the whole country and that one person making the decisions that represents everybody. hopefully that one person will not be around <laughs> yeah, soon uh, yeah like but, but on, a, on a minute micro scale this is one thing that we can all work on and if if we get this right the whole world will change that is very abstract. So I'm not saying that we the the world has many many problems. But if we can find a way to interconnect all of, like say hate is because I don't like Yeah, you one thing will solve all our problems, yes, which is when that. Yeah, when when the you and I disappears, then we solve all the problems in the in world. A way, yeah. Mm. Yeah, when when I can go like I care as much about you as I care about myself. Okay. How can we in a practical sense 
solve that problem. You start with yourself. Ooh, that's true. You, because you cannot change other people. Yes, and you start. You change yourself. You change the world, because by changing yourself, by stopping the hate with you, mm. you, you essentially send the ripple. You like, if there's a ripple of hate that keeps spreading, I kill your father. You you kill my brother. <laughs> then I kill your mother. Then you know the the hate. You stop the hate there. If let's yeah. say I kill your father, then you stop. Then the hate stops there already. But it takes a lot. Yeah, of course. Of forgiveness mm. or or whatever. And people fall for revenge. They fall for jealousy or envy and all these sins. And it's not easy to forgive one, right? If someone has wronged you, hard. Uh, like not normal people was just like, okay, I forgive you. It's okay. Yeah, it's right? a lot of it work takes a lot of, on yourself. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's a like very which comes from yoga. If you have more yeah. love. Yes, it comes from yoga. Yeah. It all this a lot of things that I believe in now and I practice now comes from. Studying yoga studying philosophy, yoga, yeah, and it starts with just one pose or just mm. showing up. To yes, it starts with showing up to the classes, and then and then you get to, you you get into it. Yeah, you start to learn about breath. You start to learn about philosophy. Correct. Change the way you live. Correct. Yeah, yoga is a lifestyle. Yeah, yoga can change the world. Yeah, maybe we are changing the world. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> it's a bit narcissistic. I, yeah, I, I don't know whether I will think so far that I will change the world, but... But if we think about like our responsibility, mm. let's say if by us teaching a good class, we make people feel better and we send good vibes out. Yeah. World, and those and good vibes will help cont- make... Yes, vibes, butterfly right? effect. Yeah. I, I uh, uh, Some auntie at my class feels mm. happy. She goes back, she... she she does something good for her family. Yeah. Right? And then the then the son becomes happy and then he goes to school, he's happy to his friends or whatever. Yeah. So in a way we are changing the world. Yeah. So I think that's where we need to come from when we teach. Where people look forward to your class, man. They yeah. don't just anyhow think you've nothing better to do in their lives, they come to your class. Now imagine that weight on you and you like, oh no, I need to no, what you need to so think about it as class. no, you gotta think yeah. about it as as human to human connection. And in a way letting it go along. Mm. Right, that which is also what we learn in yoga whether yeah. you can or cannot do it whether it's a good class or bad class you just show up and be authentic and you give the, best, the you best you can that's the best you can do yeah. yeah I like that answer very abstract thank you like question number two okay what are you curious about right now what am I curious right about right now I sign up for Vipassana ooh I hope that I'll be okay <laughs> Um, what kind? Is it like the luxury kind or the roughing it out kind? Roughing it out. Where you stay? I don't know why I like to rough it out. It's very weird. It's fun, uh, suffering is fun. <laughs> I don't right? like. I don't know. Maybe like this is why we are doing yoga because like that suffering, yeah. <laughs> that suffering the means something to us. The challenge, right? I feel like suffering builds character. Yeah, I feel like when I have no challenge in my life, I get really really bored. Yeah, I like to rough it out. I like to to put myself in. Uh, they like dangerous, like uncomfortable circumstances. Yes, situations. yes, being uncomfortable. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, where? In Johor. Okay. Yeah. Is that in a temple kind or in a? It is called the Eco Farm. I have uh, no idea, but I'm like sure many people. And <laughs> yeah, so I I chatted with Dom, one of our teachers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and she just came back and Ooh. she was telling me about her experience. Um, very very basic place, right. but. 
I know a few people who went for Vipassana and I saw them change. Is it? Yeah. I went for one. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's called a Vip. It was a meditation retreat. How many days? It was supposed to be eleven days. Why? I lasted four days. And then you left. I left. <laughs> I cannot. I have one friend who's lasted one day and he ran away. I couldn't, man. Like, this was before. Um, Teacher training. I was, no, yeah, way before. This like. You need to be prepared Six for this. Six years ago, I wasn't. Yeah. I was just like, what, cool, ah? Like, <laughs> gonna like, be hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna be like Steve Jobs, go to India, yeah, travel yeah, yeah. for a while, just, then come back and build a big company. <laughs> I didn't know anything about meditation. I wasn't very into yoga at that time. And I went, and it was like a... a it was at a temple. Like, you had to walk to the temple, knock on the door, and let yeah. me in kind of thing. <laughs> no, no phones, no talking. Yeah. No eye contact. Yes, no yes. Yes, that's Vipassana for you. Everything in your everything is is like you're just Correct. in your mind. And you slept in a concrete bed and you use rainwater to shower and every morning at four AM Yes. You slowly go to the <laughs> thing, you meditate. One for hour. One hour. Yes. You go and do your Tai Chi, then you go and sweep the the temple, yeah. you eat breakfast, then you chew for a bit, do your laundry or whatever, go and meditate for another two, three hours. Mm. I spent nine hours a day meditating. Yes. Yes. And I didn't know how to meditate, so I was just essentially waiting for nine hours. <laughs> I was just sit there and like, what the fuck am I doing? I would sit there and You're like, not mad, you lasted for four days. Four days yeah. because, like, I was like, well, I came here for this. And I'm like, what am I gonna do if I came? Like, so I just sit there and like I just sit and like, huh? so I close my eyes and fall asleep, then I wake up. ตีนเส้นปอนตัวเอ็นไอ้คําว่าตีนเส้นปอนตัวเอ็นตัวเอ็นวันนี้คําว่าตีนเส้นปอนเกี่ยวอะไรเดี๋ยวเดี๋ย
I, I climbed the adventurous mountain, stuff. I, I, you know, I did stuff like that. I figured like this is fine. Meditation is like, a different thing. I felt like at that time, I didn't need it. I didn't need it, and I was just wasting time. Yeah. Even if I stayed the whole eleven days, I would have gotten nothing out of it because I wasn't. You're not ready for it, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is dumb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you seem ready for it. Yeah, I thought about it for. How long is the thing? Uh, it's supposed to be a 10 days meditation but you check in one day before so 11 days so I guess it's yeah I was one day before day, so yeah. yeah yes I know that at the end of it people will like can we talk now yeah 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 so the last day you're allowed to talk yeah but then like you're so used to that silence and then when you go back to go back out like, the world, yeah so much man <laughs> mm, that's interesting oh, that's interesting to know that you have mm. gone and ran away yeah <laughs> So that's what um, you're curious about, like, yes, like this whole Vipassana thing, being away, being non-distracted. I'm curious about what I am going to become when... Oh. Okay, this, this is like, this is like thinking about the future, right, which I shouldn't be doing, but... Yeah. Nothing wrong, yeah, okay. Yeah, and you I see think what about... what kind of person you will become after it, lah. Yeah, and I feel like there's something that is ahead that I'm going towards. Mm. Uh, but slowly, I'm happy where I am. I'm very, very happy where I am. I'm very grateful of, uh, for where I am. Like this is a place where I maybe I could say that I wanted to be when I started teaching, like in the position that I am and doing the things that I do, training teachers, building up a team. Like I'm very, very happy where I am. Considering like how when you first started out, teaching is like some yoga club, and now. Eh? Mm. Where you are teaching teachers, how far you've come? Yeah, yeah it's a long way. You be proud of yourself. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it is not like anyhow like end up where yeah, I am. Yeah. It's hard work, yeah. and and you need a balance between being able to teach and being so being a little handling? bit business minded and handling yeah. your shit, right? Yes, 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 and never bringing your personal shit yeah, to work. So you leave the baggage at home. Yeah, yeah. There's many many things that happen in between when I first started teaching you now. Um, but but I always made it a point yeah, not to bring true. those into work. Yes. Okay. Good answer. Thank you. Next question. If you could spend a day with anyone dead or alive in any point of history... Richard Branson. Ooh. I've been reading his books and this is, an, this is a guy that I feel he has made big changes in the world. Mm. He is ambitious. He's very down to earth. Yeah, especially for someone of his state. Yes, someone who has achieved so much and he's so down to earth. And and I heard that he's down to earth from like multiple people, not just one. So if I could spend a day with him and I pick his brain about how he got to where he is. Mm. Um, his experiences. And like advice that he have about uh, things. And, and I'm just I'm so amazed by how adventurous he is. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it seems... Like someone who takes life not very seriously, but not in a negative. Yes, it's yes. Easy, right? He doesn't weigh too much on the negative. I think he focuses on the right things. Yeah, he seems like a chill person. Like he would, like go and have coffee with you. No big deal, you know. He's, he's yeah. Chill, yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. So yeah, I think he has like a wealth of knowledge that there are things that I would want to learn. Mm that I find very, very interesting about how to build up a company culture that is so amazing like Virgin. And I have been to, I have used Virgin's products and 
it's amazing they, they don't try to sell you anything but you feel like you want to buy it and the culture that he built uh, the brands that he built and how diverse his businesses are it's just crazy like, how can you go from like record stores to like building spaceships and uh, and rockets that's like crazy and then suddenly you have a gym you know sort of stuff yeah so very very diverse businesses okay yeah What's great in your life right now? Or what could be great? Everything is great in my life. It's really good. Like, of course I have ambition and I have like somewhere that I want to be in five years, ten years, whatever. But I think I'm at a very good place and I'm very happy where I am. Everything is great. Yeah. I think you're in a good place too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the work that I do is, is something that I really, really enjoy. There's challenges, of course. Some days I get so angry and frustrated, but that's fine. Just some days. But it's like every every job has its pros and cons, yeah. And I I love what I'm doing. I am excited to see where this will lead and what's gonna happen next. But I'm at the same time I'm happy. I'm very very happy to be able to wake up where I wake up every morning. To be able to work where I work. To be able to work with the people that I work with. Very very hard to to have such a job. And such a life, I think I am very, very happy. Yay. Mm. That's all the questions I have for you. Yes, thanks, Aaron. Yay. That was fun. How can people find you? Do you have an Instagram or. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, VS Wellness. Yes. yes. And I see like, some yoga pictures and some. Yes. Yeah, some yoga pictures. It should be me. Okay. And yeah. if anybody wants to attend. Your class, you can find Come you Come to yoga movement. But it's very, very hard to find my classes. <laughs> Sorry. So I teach like one or two classes a week. It's really sad. Yeah. But I'm happy to chat. Like I'm happy to meet like people. Um, yeah, I don't usually... I, I'm more than happy to meet people, new people. Or, or just have a coffee. Mm. Talk about life, whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, I want to expand my mind as well. Mm. This How about you? Where can we find you, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Uh, yeah, they can find me. They can find you. <laughs> they all know you. Yeah. Okay. Great. We thank just you. We did one and a half hours. Oh, nice. Thanks. Thanks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, that was it. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys learned something. If you enjoyed it, uh, just give it a rating or a like or whatever the button is to I don't know if it's like a a rating thing or if it's like a thumbs up thing Uh, just press that like or whatever oh my god it's terrible Uh, just support it in whatever way it's supposed to be supported Um, and uh, yeah uh, stay tuned for the next one it's it's already out by now I'm guessing Uh, yeah that's it I don't know what else to say oh yes um if you do have any questions that you want to ask or uh, any thoughts about or any ideas that you want to share, uh, you can feel free to drop me an email or DM me as well. Uh, if there's anything that you have any thoughts about the, the what we talked about or any opinions you want to share, reach out to me. Um, if you know anyone else who's interesting, who would like to, who's interested to, to do this with me, uh, let me know as well and I'll, I'll reach out to them. Yeah, just basically just asking you guys to support it by liking and subscribing. Thank you for listening once again. Mm, Okay, that's it. Bye-bye.